Throughout these cloudy times, Misty Tumpolis, our publisher and the founder of Artslandia, has been a beacon of light for me. Here's a message from Misty to you. While uncertainty is the state of things, and I wish I had a magic eight ball that could predict the future, Artslandia will continue to serve this community moment by moment. This is my promise. Check out Artslandia.com every day for happy hours, good news, and podcasts to keep your creative curiosity satisfied. And if you're enjoying Artslandia.com and all that it has to offer, we hope you will consider purchasing a 2020-2021 Artslandia annual magazine. Your purchase will help us get through this difficult time and allow us to continue our work in the future. Purchase your copy at Artslandia.com, and it will be mailed directly to your home in August. We are grateful to spend time at home with you. Okay. Um, It just is really, to hear your voice, Gary, there's something about it. It kind of brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Right back at you, Susanna. Thank you. You're welcome. I just, uh, you know, it's to to be connected at this time is is special. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Today, I am talking to Gary Cole. Gary is the co-founder of the Portland theater company Coho Productions, and he's the author of the novel Black Box, based not so loosely on his experience as a producer in a black box theater. And he has announced that all proceeds from his book sales will be donated to Coho in honor of their 25th anniversary season. The donation comes as nonprofit theater companies like Coho are facing unprecedented challenges posed by COVID-19. The Black Box is a novel, a suspense story of players on stage and off making deals to save or sell their souls. An actress, a critic, and a patron form a dramatic triangle whose ambitions collide within the confines of a Black Box theater, very much like Coho's home in Northwest Portland. Hey, Gary, thanks so much for talking to me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really, really nice. Um how are you finding structure these days? Uh, it's, it's challenging. I guess I'm fortunate in that I've worked from home, uh, Susanna, for the, the past 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is not new stuff for me. But, you know, it's, it's just you, you, you get, try to get your exercise routine. Uh, make sure you stay in touch with, you know, friends and family members. You know, just try to pace your day out. Right. I'm finding I'm getting Zoom eyes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I do. Uh, yeah, I find that I'm 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 you know reestablishing contact with folks I haven't been you know in touch with for for a long time, which is it's been you know one of the the few bright spots of what we're going through now. Mm-hmm, I agree. It was funny the other day. You know, I've had all these uh, Zoom meetings with lots of people um, who I work with, and all of a sudden I just felt this deep desire to make a phone call. <laughs> And it felt like I was going back in time. Right. It's just so, it's great to hear someone's voice and just be in contact and not typing an email that often come out so tersely. And it just, it's so fascinating. No, no, that's exactly right. So you're a co-founder of Coho, but what's your relationship with the company now? 
Uh, I I would say I am a longstanding friend and supporter, uh, and also you know an advisor in a, a couple of of, uh, of initiatives that the, the company is pursuing, but you know mostly just to, just as a, a friend. I mean, I I, I left you know the, the Portland area in two thousand and three, mm-hmm. so it's been a long time since I was you know actually you know actively involved at the theater, but uh, you know I help out any way I can. Coho converted a former book bindery into a 99-seat theater. I just, I loved that. Just stories, 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 you know? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, I mean, that, that is something that I am, you know, I, we're very proud of. Uh, we, it, it, we were an itinerant company. Our, we, we started in, in 1995, and our first eight shows were done in various locations around Northwest Portland. Uh, but we, we finally reached a point when one of our actresses uh, had to quit in the middle of a run because uh, her asthma wouldn't deal with uh, the, the dust in, you know, in yet another improvised venue that we needed to get a home of our own. Uh, and so we started uh, knocking around and, and found this old, you know, book bindery on off of uh, Northwest Twenty Third, and uh, you know, lo and behold, it's uh, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's a fantastic space. I love. It's like a hug. You're very much close to the action, and it's such a lovely neighborhood because there are lots of places to eat, and you can walk around. It's just a, a really lovely experience overall, including the theater experience. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it's it's hard planning out a space like that. I mean, we we had four thousand square feet to work with, and you know, we we knew we needed some office space, both for for Coho and to bring in some revenue, and you know, so you're trying to sort of squeeze uh, you know your your lobby and your box office, and yeah, it's it's snug, but it seems to have worked out uh, pretty well. The, the you know the neighborhood uh, was you know was is has changed quite a lot over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was more of a light industrial district when when we came there you know now it's barely recognizable with all of these you know condos you know jumping up all over the place and yeah i mean there, there were some restaurants now there are many more thankfully yeah i thought it was really interesting reading that you began in 2001 which of course was another pivoting time for the yeah. world and uh that your moving into that space was as a result of someone's illness both things are crises that similarly to now so much rises from the ashes no that's right i mean you know it, it, we we acted sort of out of desperation and uh you know and and and, and and had that not happened, I think we probably would have continued to just sort of, you know, go about our business. I mean, this this kind of, you know, knocked us in, in the face and, and we had to respond. Mm. And it was a time when I think storytelling was, again, having a resurgence in authentic storytelling, I guess I would say. Um, I'm not an expert, but it feels as though when a crisis emerges that, especially now with diversity and inclusion, the storytellers that will emerge from this, I hope, will be diverse and tell a much fuller picture of what we're experiencing right now. Well, it's curious. I, I was I was actually giving some thought to that uh, just over the last few days. Recent tragic events uh, was written, you know, in the aftermath of 9/11, and that was the first show that the Third Rail did uh, in in. In Portland, and mm-hmm. as you know, we we operate Coho operates on a, a co-production model, and 
uh, they they co-produced recent tragic events uh, with us, that, which is how they got started. Uh, and you know that that of course came at you know that was classic you know post calamity storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean we, we we were operating in in the the, the and people probably forget the the Y two K you know phenomenon, uh, but that was actually a very big deal. You know, and there were all sorts of you know millennial. Uh, you know, uh, happenings going on, and, and that which prompted you know storytelling of its own. Yes, it's really fascinating. Can you give a little more insight into what your producing partnerships at Coho look like? Sure. Yeah, I mean, basically, Coho provides the venue uh, a a certain agreed budget, and you know, marketing and promotional support, as well as the box office. Our our co-producers are 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 really responsible for the artistic and technical side of the of the production, and so I uh, I mean I think it's a model that 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 gives artists great freedom to do what they want to do and and to, to you know what they're what they're best at doing, and let's let's coho take care of more of the you know the infrastructure and, and logistical side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this has been our model pretty much from from the outset. I mean, the the, the first show we did was was one that I wrote, uh, but I mean, at, at that point, we we said, hey, this is we we we, we want to keep this going, and you know, my my partner Robert Holden and I had kind of learned how to put on a show, so we thought, well, let's 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 see if others want to do it, and you know, and lo and behold, they they they've 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 kept coming. Um, I mean, we we have a submissions process. You know, each fall, uh, you know, uh, local artists are invited to submit, uh, you know, co-production proposals, and we have an artistic council that evaluates them, and then, you know, typically three productions are chosen for the season, and off we go. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and it's yielded over thirty Grammy awards, yeah. and it's helped launch some of the city's most acclaimed performing arts companies, as you said earlier, Third Rail Rep and Profile. Yeah, Profile was actually our, that was our first co-production. Uh, it was a show uh, about Lizzie Borden, uh, which, which Jane Unger uh, directed, and that she then went on and founded Profile shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for actors and directors and, you know, arts makers to have a partner in producing, which is a really complicated uh, endeavor. Yeah, I mean, I think it's daunting uh, if you are an artist. Uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily have a ton of resources available to you, and you know, getting into a venue is very difficult. I mean, this was prompted, Susanna, from my own experience. I mean, I, I had I had I had written a play, and I you know was anxious to to you know to get it read and ultimately get it put on. And I didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't know how to, to go about doing it. And, you know, I mean, I, I went knocking on people's doors and, and ultimately I, I decided, well, if, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to get this damn thing on myself. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to have to, you know, enable other folks uh, to have that that same opportunity. Uh, and, and if you if, if there's something you're really driven to do, uh, you know, Coho gives you the opportunity to to get out there and do it. So do you have some favorite productions that Coho produced while you were here in Portland? Uh, it's like choosing among your children, Susanna. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, I, I would say I do. I mean, one that 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 continues to resonate with me is uh, Mary Tudor mm. uh, by, by uh, Sam Gregory, William S. Gregory. Uh, that that was a show that really sort of put us on the map. Uh, that those those were the first uh, Drammy Awards that that we won, and we were particularly proud of those because. Uh, you know, this was a, a local playwright who had never been produced before. And, you know, to, to, to have that sort of success in his debut was, you know, was was really, uh, uh, you know, quite a quite a validation. Uh, Can I, I, you I, refresh my memory as to the actors in that production or some of them? Because I think I I'm, remember that, but I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, sure. I'm actually looking at a framed poster, uh, uh, you know, which which sits proudly on my, my office wall. Mm. Uh, Michelle Mariana, uh, Allison Osborne. Oh, right. Uh, Jocelyn Parrish Nichols. Uh, Lisa Rowan was actually the star in the the, the title role. Uh, Diane Englert. Uh, oh, right. Marguerite Scott. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting a few, oh, oh yeah, uh, Sarah Dresser. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and my partner, uh, Bob Holden directed that show and, uh, it, we it won Drammies for best new work, uh, best ensemble acting and, uh, direction. Wow. That's fantastic. And then the, the first show we did, uh, in the new theater, of course, was was very memorable. It was uh, uh, Rebecca Gilman spinning into butter. Yes, uh, which which uh, <laughs> was a nail biter because we actually didn't get the rights confirmed until like a month before we were about to open. Huh. Uh, yeah, which was you know we I mean we were told you're likely you're likely going to get them, but that you know that we we, we were you know chewing our nails uh, up until uh, you know pretty close to you know the opening. Wow, that's that would be a nail biter for sure. Indeed. So how about if we talk a little bit about Black Box? I'd love to, thank you. Yeah. When did you write it? Well, I started writing it, uh, oh God, Susanna, I would say uh, about a dozen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, 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 when I left Portland, uh, I, I had, I, I mean, I, I left Portland sort of under duress, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I'd had a, a tough experience in the, the sort of political realm. And, uh, was that know, when you were a part of the NEA? Well, I was invited. I, I was, I was, I was actually invited to join the NEA to be in charge of their annual grants program, and that's a, a story unto itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that didn't work out, and so uh, we sort of picked ourselves up and 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 for for a variety of reasons decided that that we needed to 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 move back to the east coast uh, my 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 wife's family is from there and uh and wanted to be closer to her mother uh among other things but it, i mean you know i mean so much art comes out of pain as as we all know and that was a a very challenging experience for me and so that kind of got me back into writing uh, I mean, the only writing I'd done previously was the the, the play that, that we did, Body Hold, uh, which was the first Coho play. Uh, and I so I, I sort of, you know, uh, plowed into a number of projects, uh, you know, in, in sort of in the aftermath of that. And 
black box was was one of them. And and of course, I mean, it, you know, it was it was sort of re- reconnecting with the you know the the experience of you know hands on production, which I, I I badly missed. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. being away. You know, I mean that the the you know having. We, we worked so hard to build the theater and then sort of having, you know, to leave prematurely, uh, it was, this kind of helped me reconnect. Mm. So you're going to give all the proceeds from the novel to Coho in honor of their 25th anniversary season. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I'm still pinching myself, Susanna, that that you know that the the, the company is still here after 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it it's something that has meant a great deal to me, and and, and it's thriving. Yeah, it's done. It's well, I think the model, the co-production model. I mean, you know, it's, it's quite unique. I mean, we really haven't come across another uh, you know company anywhere that 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 does it exactly as we do it, and I, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm a little biased, of course, but I think, I mean, the artistic energy for what what Coho does comes from the community. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, namby-pamby, but it's true. You know, I think most companies, you know, are, are, are sustained by, you know, an artistic director. And that just is a, you know, it, it, it's a job that just you know, burns you out, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and because Coho doesn't really have that, you know, everything, you know, the, sort of artistically writing on one person, it kind of allows you to spread, you know, to disperse your energies and, and you know, and be renewed. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that that accounts in part for our, our you know, our, our longevity. And I think, yeah, we, 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 lo- we lucked out on this space. I mean, you know, North, mm-hmm. we, we had a sense that Northwest Portland was going to sort of take off. Of course, the Great Recession had some, you know, uh, other ideas, but uh, you know, pretty much that 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 you know that has been the case. Um, so, and uh, of course, you know, for for folks who you know who decide to read the novel, they will see. I mean, it revolves around a theater that, as you noted in the opening, is very much like the Coho Theater. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it was just a, you know it was a natural that you know to to just sort of you know bring it back home to Coho. So you can check out how to buy the book at cohoproductions.org. And I was thinking, um, first of all, I really want you to read a little excerpt. And we talked about that. And um, also, I was thinking it'd be a really fun thing to do while we are in a quarantine situation or we're kind of um, getting together in different ways to maybe do a book group around it. You get no argument from me, and, and I, I, I would be delighted to support it. And if, if uh, you know people want want me to call in and harangue them as part of the book group, I'd, I'd love to do it. What a great thing. That would be an awful lot of fun, actually, to set up some Zoom chats uh, with you at the helm uh, to do little book chats. Sure, I'd, I'd, I'd welcome it. Yeah, lots of theater uh, people would probably love um, hanging out with Coho. Amen. Yeah. So you want to read the excerpt we talked about? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'm just going to launch right into it. All right. Her wardrobe had been all variations on black since she'd taken the part, and the look was unchanged tonight. Her face was streaked with hastily removed makeup. Her hair was a tangle, an elaborate hairstyle let down without repair. Hey, we run a respectable operation here, said the bartender. Vagrants, derelicts, and out-of-costume actresses need not apply. Screw you, Mick, and pour me an aquavit. I'm already on it, your highness. She dropped into the booth. God, I'm exhausted. Heavy sits the crown. Heavy sits my costume. Bright shines the lights and old is my body. 
Oh, I think it has a few shows left, judging from the performances I've seen. She squeezed his hand. You're sweet. Is that a review? Nope, I'm off duty. Just an eyewitness, uh, just an eyewitness account. How's the show? Awful. Rosencrantz is a mess. He's supposed to be. Or is it Guildenstern? I can never remember. I don't think Stoppard expected him to be constantly stoned. The last few weeks, he smelled like a bong at every rehearsal. How would you know? I thought you went to a good Lutheran college. It wasn't exactly a nunnery, dear Hamlet. And kids in Astoria learned about pot long before college. How do you think we got through all those dark and stormy nights? So how's the director managing? The usual, ranting and raving. He sounded like a football coach tonight. I thought he was going to start breaking up the set and making us do push-ups. He and Ophelia are at each other's throats. They've got a thing going? Didn't I tell you? But he gave her a few pissy notes after one of the rehearsals last week, and now they're not speaking. Watch out. They might find her floating in the river. No, if life were to imitate art, our whole cast would be put on a boat down the Willamette with a note to the governor asking that we, we all be put to death. Oh, come on. One of your leads is on drugs. The director's in the lover's tiff with an actress. You've got a surefire hit on your hands. So absolutely, this would be a great Zoom book group book for theater lovers. No question. I, yeah, I mean, this, the, the book was not written specifically for theater goers, you know, uh, in, you know, in particular. But I think it, it will have more resonance for, for folks who are, are fans of the theater. Uh, I mean, there, there is a, I mean, it, the, the, the book revolves around theater people. I mean, you know, as you mentioned in, in, in your opening, it, you know, the, 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 the protagonist is a critic and uh, there are, are actresses galore and, uh, you know, and, and a number of other characters, you know, one finds around the theater. Uh, and then there, there, there are a lot, of, lots of sort of plays within plays. Uh, you know, uh, Ibsen gets a, a, a shake, and so does Shakespeare, uh, and, and and Tom Stoppard, as we you know we saw in, in that in that passage. It's a really great way to kind of keep your feet in theater, but not expect theater to be um, a filmed experience. I mean, I'm I've been really interested in the commentary about where we are for theater companies who are wanting to continue to engage with their communities and are turning to filmed versions of plays, which I've watched a few in varying degrees of success. How do you feel about theater being shared virtually for consumption online? Uh, I'm specifically referring to an article I read called The Forgotten Art of Assembly or Why Theater Makers Should Stop Making. Well, as you may know, this is a subject on which I have thought a great deal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and you know, staked a, a chunk of my career, uh, you know, way back in the day. Um, you know, I had started a company called Stage Direct, uh, you know, at the time that the Coho Theater was being built, and the whole mission mm -hmm. of Stage Direct was to capture fringe theater on digital video and and make it available online. Uh, and that is ultimately the company that they got me, you know, uh, knocked out of my NEA job. Um, mm. My feeling is you will never, you, you'll never fully capture the vitality and spontaneity that is that you find, you know, live at the theater. Um, having said that, I, I still think that that a filmed product can be a very enjoyable product. If it is done, you know, professionally, uh, and you know, and and you know, uh, with with due regard for available technology, mm -hmm. so you know, I, I feel that 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 filmed 
film theater, you know, can be a good supplement to other forms of entertainment, but it, 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 can, it never should and never will replace live theater. I just want to uh, tell anyone who's listening that that article I found it at medium.com and it's written by Nicholas Berger uh, if you want to find it. It's it's fascinating and it caused quite an uproar, I think, when it first was written and people started to respond to it. So check it out. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, we, we, we Stage Direct actually ended up shooting six uh, full-length uh, films of various uh, stage productions. I mean, we went about it very systematically. You know, we actually, we, we, we had, you know, typically three or four camera shoots. We recorded multiple performances, we, some before an audience, some without an audience. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, one camera and just, just sitting there at the back of the theater kind of, you know, recording it like an archive. I mean, it was really intended to be its own, you know, sort of cinematic experience. Right. I, I think of NT Live, of course, who who does expert filming of productions. And um, it'll be an interesting uh, time to see how filmmakers join together with theater makers, which I knew that I know they do all the time. But there I would imagine a new genre will come forward, especially as we're slowly coming back into large group meetings, which I don't think is going to be a giant torrent all at once. No. No, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this was in 2000, 2001, you know, which was like five years before YouTube came along. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I, I like to think we were a little ahead of our time. Mm-hmm. You were. I mean, have you thought about reissuing some of those filmed uh, plays? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I mean, they're actually, I should say that they are available online. If you go on mm-hmm. to Amazon, uh, I, I will plug a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that the, the, the ones that, that, that have, have sort of had the greatest play, uh, there was a, a one-man Southern ghost story called The Haint, H-A-I-N-T, which is a mm-hmm. word for ghost, where one actor, uh, Troy Mink from Seattle, plays a... Uh, 13 different characters in, uh, on a, in, a, in a haunted southern town. Uh, it's it's a hoot. Uh, and another one called Straight, uh, which was uh, by a, a, a Seattle writer and performer named David Schmader, who who is a gay man who went under uh, went undercover to a conversion situation. And it it it, it is uh, it, it is also uh, very very funny. But yes, the, the stage direct. All all six stage direct titles are available in various places online t- to this day. Well, that's wonderful. I, that will be fun to share. I think it's especially interesting to see something that was so early in the game that was speaking to the same issues that we're facing now, but for whatever reason, you know, didn't take off, or maybe did to some extent. I leave that to you. But uh-huh. um, you know, just to see what's possible when you're keeping that idea in mind that this is a filmed theatrical experience and what that is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I, I, yeah, it's, I, it, 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 I mean, it's funny because I, you know, as we've been reflecting on the 25th anniversary, uh, I mean, you know, we, we sort of got the theater off the ground uh, because Stage Direct, the, the the company that I mentioned, actually rented office space from Coho, you know, and was shooting in the theater. So oh. you know, it, it all was kind of serendipitous at that point. Um, right. Yeah. It just oh, makes- that's yeah. I love that's so fascinating. I love that. 
Well, it makes me, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a crazy time. You know, I, I, I left my law practice. I had two young kids at home and, you know, I, I, we signed on the, the, the construction loan for the theater and I was running this startup. It just, it makes me tired just to, as, just to think about it, Susanna. So, so do you think it's important to take time to grieve and mourn the human loss and the loss of life we knew before COVID-19? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, um, which is why I think in part why theater is so badly missed. Uh, I mean, to me, it is the most, uh, you know, it's the most direct and honest uh, or uh, among the most direct and honest of art forms. Um, and, you know, and, and it allows sort of a candor of expression that I, I think is, is, you know, is sadly lacking. But I, on, a, on a personal note, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, I am sure we've all had encounters with with friends and, and family members who, you know, had, had funerals where they could not attend. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crushing. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's a particularly, you know, nasty and, and virulent, uh, you know, uh, contagion. Yes, crushing is a perfect adjective, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. I I wanted to kind of sum up our date today with a question that is a little more lighthearted than what we've just been speaking about, Amen. but also <laughs> taking that into the circle of space that we are still in. So Gary, you can invite four guests to a dinner party at your favorite restaurant or home where the food would be delivered. What would you eat and drink and who would you invite and they can be dead or alive. Oh man! I know. Let's have uh, some fun the, now. The pressure, the pressure is on. I. <laughs> uh, you can change your mind. You can wax and wane. It's all okay. good. I uh, let's see. I I have been immersed in a, a 19th century British novelist named Anthony Trollope. Mm. Um, I, I just absolutely adore his work, and I've been, you know, just reading him nonstop. Uh, so, I mean, Trollope would definitely occupy one of the seats at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening a lot to, you know, it soothes me, uh, to, you know, to you, you go back into, I, I have a, a record collection which, which dates me. I've been listening a lot to Traffic. Uh, and the Jim Capaldi is the guy who wrote the lyrics for for Traffic, which are, are uh, sort of seared in my brain. So I, I, I'd give him a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss my grandmother uh, at this point. Uh, this is my 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 mother's mother, and I I would want I w- would want her there. Um, and how many how many seats do I get? You have one more. I have one more. Well, hell, uh, this this is this is about Coho, and it's been a while since I've seen my old partner Bob Holden. So let's let's give him a seat there as well. The the, the, the hoe of Coho. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody thinks that it's it's about salmon. This it was actually Bob's idea. Uh, you know, it was a play on our our our, our last names, and I think it, it is now styled as you know collaborative homegrown theater, which I, I prefer than you know than our, our last names. Oh, that's so great! How that how that moved into that so gracefully. Uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah, frankly, it's much much more on point than you know something having to do with people's names. Now, yeah. what would we eat or drink? Yes. Um, I just ran out of port wine, so port wine would have to be on the table. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, uh, I'm originally from Chicago and I, I love deep dish pizza. So let's put deep dish pizza on the menu. Deep dish pizza and port. Not necessarily at the same time, Susanna. All right. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, let's say deep, 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 deep dish pizza with a port chaser. I like it. And uh, let's face it, both sound good. And at a time like this, you know, who's going to say no to either? Exactly right. <laughs> I just want to thank you for talking to me today. It's been a real pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, it, the, the pleasure has been mine. Thank, thank you for taking this time. Thank you for for making a a, a haven for you know those who have an interest in in the arts and beyond in in a time where we desperately need it. What you're doing with this podcast and and you know more more broadly what what Artslandia is doing in terms of of getting us through this uh, just you know uh, unimaginable period. Is, is is huge and greatly appreciated. I, I was glad you mentioned Artslandia because Misty Tampoles, our editor, is really the wind beneath my wings and gave me this opportunity. And the way she's operating at this time is so inspiring. And I agree, uh, just being a believer in community. And as you said earlier, you know, that it, it sounds kind of namby-pamby, but it, it isn't anymore at all. It's just what it, it's bringing back to our attention. And I was talking to Mike about this before you called in, um, that it's bringing back to our attention what these connections mean and this kind of loyalty and these kind of values that we're really coming back to attending to. I, I, I can't state it any better, so I won't try. Yeah, that's kind. Uh, I just wish you all the best. Uh, how are your family doing? Thank you for asking. Uh, one of them is actually uh, they're they're doing they're doing well. My son mm-hmm. has actually moved back to Portland. Mm. Uh, he is a dancer. He was in New York, and uh, thank God decided to leave New York uh, right after the first of the year. I mean, having nothing to do with the coronavirus, and uh, he's now working for Whitebird. Oh, for heaven's sake, that's fantastic. I didn't realize the connection. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, of course, this is a very challenging period for all arts companies, including White Bird. So, you know, it's been a a tough time for him uh, professionally, but he, he's doing fine. And, uh, no, the rest of my family are, are doing well. I have a, a daughter in Chicago. My mother is still uh, alive in the Chicago area. So it's been great that they're, they're in, in, you know, in close, close quarters. And how about your family? They are doing, you know, all things considered, <laughs> really well. My older daughter lives in Portland, um, and she's everyone's healthy. My younger daughter is in college, and she had to come home and is, you know, probably taking organic chemistry in the next bedroom. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's just so interesting. I mean, I've got to admit, I'm really loving having my family together. It's giving us opportunity to spend time together that we haven't had you know we go on trips together and such but um you know it's those times when you are sitting together with nothing to do that some really good conversations come down uh, oh yeah no and and we we are an inveterate card playing family Susanna, and we've discovered mm. some online platforms to, to play cards you know uh electronically 
so you know, I like I, I have a card game this evening with my mother, my son, and my daughter. You know, which oh. is just it's just tremendous. You know, is and it we, co- is it kosher to share the site because that sounds really fun? Sure. Yeah, it's called uh, Trickster. Uh-huh. Uh huh. T r i c k s t e r, and they have all sorts of games. Uh, we we play a game that that goes by the name of Oh Hell, mm-hmm. uh, which we used to play as kids, and we we get it on a conference line uh, separately. I mean, th- they actually do uh, have a video feature if you want to use it, but we we just we just get on a conference call so we can hear each other and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, it, 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 for an hour, you know, a couple times a week, it's just, it's, it's, it's a great respite. It really is. Oh, I'm so glad. It sounds as though we're very fortunate to be able to be happy or content, I should say, during this time. And, and I really thank you, Gary, for talking to me today. Thanks so much, Suzanne. I very much enjoyed it. Me too. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Check in daily to Artslandia.com for podcasts, good news, good reads, and happy hours.